Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. And no matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. We're also brought to you by Hotel Tonight. And by showing you top-rated hotels with unsold rooms, Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book your stay at an amazing rate. And even though their name's Hotel Tonight, you can book in advance. You see how that happens? Perfect for spontaneous weekend getaways, three-day weekends, staycations, road trips, business trips, booking a place with a pool, and more. So to start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels, go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, the number one sports gambling podcast in all the land. I can only speak for this land, the United States of America. I don't know, probably in other countries. We get mail from everywhere. Um, Heel producer Jim Cunningham filling in for Master Tate today. What's happening, Jim? Not much. How you doing? Well, what is, what's going on with Tate? Now, He's where is he, as far as you know? Uh, I don't know. He's doing another college basketball thing. He's got that show, One Shitty Podcast or whatever it's called. <laughs> I think that's it, right? Yeah. <laughs> what is it, though? It's T- TCU, SMU or something? Yeah, doing, I don't know. And he's flying down Some there? Evangelical <laughs> shit. I have no idea. I, it's gotten to a point where if you tell... Tate, if you send him an email at One Shitty Podcast, whatever it is, and tell him, uh, hey, my kid's playing a, a tournament there on the street. There's a hoop set up in, the, in everyone's driveway, and we're doing a tournament here in uh, Alabama, Mobile, Alabama. We'll pay for your Bloody Mary on the Southwest flight out if you come out and uh, just watch. Will you do it? I think he'd say yes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. He hasn't turned anything down. All right. Well, good luck to you, Tate. Uh, we hope to see you soon, but we're excited. Heel producer Jim Cunningham is filling in. Now, let me bring on the nuts and bolts of this show, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my wizards of wagering, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren the Parlay Kid. What's up, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sally, what's up? What's going on, buddy? Well, we got so much to do here. We're going to go over three big NFL games. We're going to pick a major bowl game. That doesn't seem right that the line jumps out at us. We're going to take a ride on Captain Morgan's make-believe Riverboat Casino. And then you guys are going to give your best bets in a segment we call Sharp Tank. I bet a uh, one of your takes. And it's been working lately, right? I, we went 2-1 and one last week. Harry, I bought your bet, which was what last week? It was Ricky Fowler and Tiger's uh, golf tournament in the Bahamas to be in the top five at plus 110 on the money. Uh, it looked good after day two, day three, so-so. That was okay, too. But day four, we were not looking good after nine holes. We were, like, in 11th place. Then Ricky Fowler comes out, lights out in the back nine, shoots at 30, including a uh, uh, birdie on the last hole, birdie on 17, mm-hmm. uh, to get there to finish at top in the top five at six. There you go. And Harry was, like, sending me, sending us clips of the uh, the birdie in the last hole. Now, I, I bet it and everything, but I was really locked you didn't into— get, Listen, you didn't get mad at me for that because that was legit. That, that was okay, you know. but then you followed it up with yeah. some college stuff, and, you know, Green Bay was just blowing it for every Moneyline parlay I had, and I just had to uh, feel this tight. I, so. I, I called it quits after that last— after Thank, my you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Showed mercy on us. But what do you get—what were the odds on the top five for Fowler anyway? Plus 110. Plus 110. Then you have to split that— 
Well, how does that work? Brian, Brian, Brian knows this, right? Brian, well, how does it exactly work? Like Brian, a, b- yeah, a bunch I mean, of guys finish fifth. You just get you just get half, though. I guess so. If you bet a hundred to win one hundred and ten, you would just get you know. All right. Well, a win's bucks. a win. Yeah, he, uh, he tied with one guy. And Brian, you won. You had a college game. It was scary. It was very, way way under, but then it was almost going. It went to over. Almost went to overtime, right? Stayed away from overtime. No, it went to no, overtime. Went to over, yeah, yeah. I had the, yeah, I had the Fresno, uh, Fresno Boise State under 51. Uh, it was 13-7 late in the game. Boise scores, misses the extra point, goes to overtime. I was nervous because I just, if you went to three overtimes, I was probably going to lose that. But yeah. uh, the weather was terrible there. But I lucked out. I uh, got a, well, I didn't luck out. I mean, it was kind of like the easiest, scariest bet I ever got. Um and they won, uh, Fresno won nineteen sixteen. So, I mean, that covered easily, but I was just, I was right. so nervous late in that game. There you go. And the opposite of lucking out, no pun intended, but this Colts, uh, what was it, Colts-Jaguars game, parlay kid. You had a nice money line parlay. Actually, the Eagles finished well, it off yesterday, had the Colts uh, beaten the freaking Jaguars, who seemed to have given up, <laughs> and they scored zero, <laughs> despite scoring 29 three weeks ago against the Jaguars. Uh, yeah, they've been averaging, uh, I think, close to 30 points a game for the last six or seven games that the Colts have. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so, Seahawks check, Texans check, Rams check, Eagles check, Colts. So, what would the line be if somebody told you that the, the uh, Jags would score six points the whole game? Oh, the yeah. Colts would have been like, what, like minus 3,000 to win that game? Yeah, or something? minus like, 16 and a half. What would it have been, right? It would have yeah, been right. astronomical. And, uh, you know, Sal, I praised Frank Reich last week. I was a little hard on luck early in the season. Mm-hmm. I kind of praised him last week. And Sal, it so, was so frustrating watching that game. Kind of the way it was frustrating for you with that Packer game. Yeah, um, and the Steelers when game. When you nothing but like yeah, three-yard passes. Mm-hmm. Third and six, you throw like a four-yard out pass. And it's fourth and now it's fourth and two. They were literally like 0 for 4 on fourth down conversions. Should have taken field goals early in the game. Uh, just a bad overall job by uh, the whole offense. Uh, what can you do? I, like I, I thought that I thought that was a I thought that was a winner. I like them and I still do it. But that game is going to go down as one of the top five head scratchers of 2018. I think because you know obviously Minnesota losing at home to Buffalo. Although some of these teams yeah. are so scrappy. Cardinals on the road. That's not a that's not an automatic loss. It's a very, very strange year. Yeah, I have no problem with Mike McCarthy being fired. I talked about it with Simmons. I think that was that was just abysmal what yeah. happened there. Giving up that third and twenty-three. Fitzgerald makes a nice oh. catch. After that, number thirty-five dropped an easy interception for the Packers. That killed me on a bunch of money line parlays. But we move on to this week. There's a bunch of good games, actually. There's five. We're gonna go over three. A Thursday night game is pretty good too, but we're gonna isolate three. Let's go Chiefs Ravens. Ravens uh, getting six and a half points. The over-under is 53. This opened at seven, seven and a half in some shops. Um, it's gone down, like I said, to six and a half, 53. Obviously, a lot of Kareem Hunt talk. How much does he mean to that offense? Um, Harry, what do you think? Which way would you go? Would you go side or total, Chiefs or Ravens? You know, I think I'm going to take the Ravens with the six and a half. Uh, this line doesn't seem right to me. I thought it should be eight still, maybe even, you know, like you said, seven and a half, eight with KC at home. Having it be six and a half seems too easy to me to take KC in the big tomato. So you know me, Sal. Mm-hmm. When that happens, I always go the other way. The big Baltimore tomato, Andy Reid, right? Yeah. Big tomato, Andy Reid, okay. correct. You know, Baltimore has had a 
been sneaky good lately, winning three in a row and doing it with defense. On offense, the element of running the ball with quarterback Lamar Jackson has been pretty good. Um, throwing off defenses in three weeks, he's got 270 yards on the ground and two touchdowns, but most importantly, keeping drives alive with his feet, and that's what you'll have to do Sunday versus Casey's potent offense. Uh, Casey has given up 87 points, 87 in the last two games. Uh, the Chiefs looked a bit rattled after the Green Hunt ordeal, and you can't look that way this late in the season, especially, sorry, Bri, but against Oakland. You can't do it. KC has the Chargers the following Thursday, and that might be a bit of a look ahead. I think the Ravens keep it close the way, like I said, three wins in a row. I'll roll with the hot Ravens with the six and a half. All right. Brian, do you agree? Ravens, are they going to cover? Chiefs didn't look great last yeah. week. What do you think? Yeah, they didn't look – I mean, defensively, they were terrible against uh -huh. the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders were scrappy in that game. Offensively, they still look they still look legit, though. But I, I'm i a little nervous with that spread uh, either way. So I'm, I think I'm going to actually lean towards the under 53 in this game, even though that's really low for a Chiefs game. Like, if you look at the Chargers' row games, the totals are averaging 73 points a game. Their home games are only averaging 51 points a game. Now, the Ravens' road games, on the other hand, only average 40 points a game in total, and they're holding opponents to 18 points per game. You know, they held some good offenses in check between the Saints and both Steelers' games. I think they only gave up, like, 61 points combined in those games. And then the Chiefs' games against the Broncos and the Jaguars, those, I mean, the Chiefs' offense still played really well in those games, but those totals weren't that high. I think... I think the Ravens will try and slow down the pace, keep the clock moving. I mean, Jackson's going to run a lot, so the clock's going to keep moving. But uh, I think it's going to probably be like a 27-24, 27-21 uh, Chiefs win. Mm, I'm going against you here, Bri. I like the over here. I really I don't like what I saw out of the Chiefs' defense. I, I thought the Raiders, they had one more possession that could have actually won that game. And on the other side, I don't think it matters who you play. I know the Ravens are, if there's such a thing as an elite defense, aside from uh our Dallas Cowboys uh, parlay kid. I, I don't know that it exists anymore. I know the Ravens are considered up there, but uh, I just think that the Chiefs laid 37-40 on you no matter where you are, no matter where they play, 35, 37 points. Kareem Hunt, look, great player, obviously, but you know they scored 51 against the Rams when he had 70 yards rushing. So I think they're going to put up points. I think you know other guys step it up like Kelsey. They end up scoring no matter what. Uh, and just saying that, if they score around 37, I think Lamar Jackson can you know, orchestrate two touchdown drives. I would go over the number here. I'm, a, I'm terrified of the six and a half or seven. But I do think it's a game where both divisions could be squared away. I mean, if you like, yeah, sure, the Chargers could go in there and, and win. Uh, was that next week or the week after? And Baltimore would have to gain some ground on Pittsburgh. But I think if the Chiefs beat the Ravens, we're looking at the Chiefs getting a home game and possibly a bye and the Steelers winning the AFC North, even though they blew it uh, Sunday night. Let's go Eagles-Cowboys. Parley Kid. what do you do? Do you believe in this Eagles team or not? Sure. The Cowboys are favored by four, over-unders 43. Yeah, Cowboys being favored by four at this point. I think that's a, I don't know, you guys are better with the lines and determining what the line should be. Is that you think? I thought it would be a little higher, maybe like five and a half. I guess six um, on Sunday night. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, if I was doing guess the lines like we used to, Sal, mm -hmm. I mean, I would have I would have thrown a five and a half, and you saying six, I think that would have been more correct. So I feel like this is this line is a little funny. Um, so listen, the Cowboys, I cannot believe what's happened yeah. happening to them. I 
That game they played the other night against the Saints defensively, uh, the speed they're showing on that defensive side of the ball, who thought that uh, normally with uh, with Sean Lee out there, defense has been putrid over the last few years. Right. Just showing you what type of draft pick this kid uh, Van Der Esch was. I mean, what what a what a pick for the Cowboys and yep. these um, right there with Derwin James as uh, defensive uh, rookie of the year. I think at this point, right up there. Yep. Um, so what what how, what do I think about this game? So I, look, the Cowboys right now are rolling, and you know the Eagles have not laid down. They've won their last couple to stay in it, and they know uh, they can, can kind of control their own destiny, too, right here. Uh, especially if, I think, Sal, looking ahead for the Eagles, they have a couple tough games right after this Cowboys game. Yeah, the Texans so and Rams. Them, Texans and Rams left. Right. So for, right, this is a must-win game, but that's not going to happen. The Cowboys are covering this spread. The Cowboys, you know, this is their third straight home game mm-hmm. for the Cowboys, uh, and they also basically have had double the time off that the Eagles have had, being that the Cowboys played on Thursday, the Eagles played on Monday, that's got to count for something. Mm -hmm. Cowboys are back to pounding that ball on the ground. Prescott making some timely completions. I think the Eagles will be game for a while, but I really feel like the Cowboys cover this. I I could see it being, you know, 27-20, Cowboys win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I would take Dallas minus four, and this is bad because this is this part of the season where we're we're all in on the Cowboys, and you know what they do—they they <laughs> kick us in the nuts here. But I do think the Eagles—they're luckier than they are good. I mean, it's hard to put a handle on it right now after them playing Sanchez, a declining Eli Manning, and then uh, and then Mark Sanchez. I don't know how good their defense is right now. I know they drop like flies right. in the secondary, but. Um, Look, one thing that I saw, Adrian Peterson ran for what? What do you have? It was ninety-eight. How long was that? I don't. That yeah. was going to be a run. That was going to be a run, no matter what. And they still couldn't stop it. That's great news for if you like uh, Ezekiel Elliott and you're rooting for Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys. I think this is like a 27-20 type game. I will say this: I don't think I know they control their own destiny. But even if they beat the Cowboys, I think they lose two of the next three anyway to the, the Texans. Texans, Rams, I know exactly. they have the Redskins at the end. Yeah. I don't think 8-8 eight eight does it. I wouldn't say the Cowboys are, are looking at it that way, but uh, Eagles, absolute must win, and even then might not even be enough. Uh, I would say they cover. Brother Bry, what do you think? Yeah, I love how much you guys are on this Cowboys <laughs> team right now. This is fun. This is fun. I mean, they're probably going to rip rip your heart out at some point in time. Yeah. But I, I agree with you guys. Cowboys minus four. I thought the same thing. I thought this line would be like five, five and a half. The mm-hmm. fact that the Cowboys have 10 days to prepare while the Philly only has six days. I mean, I just like the way the Cowboys are playing right now. They, they're a well-balanced team. Cowboys are 4-0 against the spread in the last four. Eagles, I think, are only 1-3 in the last four. It, the Eagles just seem really one-dimensional. It's funny, I, in that game, I don't know if you, I mean, they didn't really talk about it too much, but how many times did the Redskins fall for a screen pass? Like, yeah. that's the only way I felt like the Eagles got yardage last night. So I feel like it, if that doesn't happen and if Sanchez isn't playing, who knows? That's probably a really close game. I, I still just don't think there's just something not right with, with the Eagles. Uh, so I don't know. Cowboys minus four. Uh, uh, I, I could, you know, we could obviously see something crazy happening, but I, I, there's no way I would back the Eagles. In yeah. This game. The Redskins had two linemen go out yesterday. They had two line, two stars go out in the beginning of the year. They're, they're just an absolute mess, which is why I was rooting for them for at, at the point where they could actually win the game. I was like, well, even if they're, even if they win, they can't, they can't put scratch together nine wins 
with this club. But uh, yeah, Cowboys six and one against the spread last seven uh, versus the NFC East. Uh, let's move on. Rams Bears Sunday night. Harry Rams favored by three. 52 and a half is the over-under. We still don't know if it's Trubisky or Chase Daniel. Uh, I think that's a pretty big factor, actually. Which way are you going with this? You know what? I'm going to go under 52 and a half. Uh, L.A. is going to the cold for a night game in the Midwest. I think times I checked, we be around the, uh, around the high 20s at kickoff. Not exactly what the Rams signed up for. I think defense is going to rule the night. So many great matchups in this game. You have Aaron Donald versus Khalil Mack. It really can't get better than that. Donald is hands-down defensive player of the year. He had 16 and a half sacks, and yards lost due to those sacks is astonishing. 155 yards. Rookie Rokon Smith leads the Bears with 68 tackles. And like I said, if it's Fisky, uh, it'll take my, if it's him playing, I think it's going to take him a little while to get rolling in the cold. And I think TDs are going to be hard to come by. I think it's a field goal fest instead of touchdowns. I think somebody wins by three. I don't care who it does. Something like 22-19. I think the game goes under by 10. And I looked up. There's a crazy stat to ponder here with the under. With the total of being 52.5, like we just said, the last 19 times L.A. has played in Chicago, the total has been under that number. The last time it went over the 52.5 in Chicago between these two teams was 1964. So I'm going under 52.5. All right. That's interesting. Uh, Parlay Kid. You like the side or the total? Yeah, no, Sal. I, I, I like Harry's reasoning. I think Harry's been kind of on point with both uh, his analysis tonight. Yeah. I, I like what he's saying. Yeah, you know what that means. Uh, but I'm not sure if I agree with this one. Uh, I Kind of like with the, what you're saying with the Chiefs, Sal. Uh, I think the Rams can score at will. It really doesn't. Uh, the weather. And listen, the first thing we look at, at least I look at, and I think Sal and Harry and Brian, anytime there's a team coming like West, the east, especially at this time of the year, the first thing I look at is the weather, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, this is going to be a cold game regardless. And uh, I don't really think anybody likes to play in the cold, to be honest with you. Uh, I think if you had a choice, uh, you'd be playing in a dome or playing in a warm uh, climate, sure. especially at this time of the year. So I'm not sure if this favors anybody in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you go back 30, 40 years ago when uh, running the ball might have been more important to some teams. Uh, the cold weather might have been more of a factor. So I think the Rams, no matter what, are putting up 30 points in their sleep. Uh, I've been on the Rams all year, so I'm not going to really jump off them right now. Listen, the Bears have two wins against teams with winning records. Uh, Trubisky right now is uh, probably a little rusty. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I I just kind of like the Rams here minus three. I I think this is a a thirty to twenty type of game, thirty twenty one. I know the Bears can make a statement this week. I just think the Rams have a little bit too much talent for them, and uh, they're gonna get the job done. I do too, and I would jump on this line now because I don't. If you like the Rams, because yeah. I think um, I don't think it goes to two and a half if Trubisky. If they announce that Trubisky's playing, I think it goes to four four and a half if uh, Chase Daniel plays. Um, so I would take it now. I don't buy this. I, I saw Goff does actually well under 60 degrees. Uh, his QB rating is still in the hundreds. But, you know, I also think the Bears' defense is slightly overrated right now. You know, you can't really flex your muscles when you're giving up touchdown passes to Odell Beckham. They didn't impress me much last week. And the other thing, yeah, the, the weather, we can talk about the weather again, but, you know, all right, 
Trubisky played at North Carolina. Where's he? He's a, not exactly. from Montana that's my point. State. Exactly like, what, right. what's, what's going on here? I think the Rams are going to exactly score right. anyway, and they still do have to right. win to keep pace, uh, keep ahead, game ahead of the that's Saints. Right. So uh, I would go Rams here, giving the points. All right, Hill producer Jim Cunningham. What have you heard? Anything you like there out of those three games? I think the Rams will win that one. Rams, one right? And a half. Yeah, absolutely. See. Already more insightful than Tate. Just there. Just just those few words. <laughs> he would have just picked Trubisky anyway. Yeah, so he it would really just matter. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Who needs that? All right. Uh, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling fake gambling propositions related to sports and pop cult- culture events. Uh, happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends out there. I'm Jewish. My mother's Jewish. Um, so I'm half Jewish. I think, we, I think that just means I get the even day, day two, four, six, and eight. I don't know. I don't know how to light the menorah anymore uh, for a half Jew. But um, Captain Morgan, Riverboat Casino manager, is going to ask, in honor of Hanukkah, what are the best eight consecutive sports days of the year? Best eight consecutive sports days of the year in honor of Hanukkah. Here's where he set the odds. March Madness, five to two odds. That covers around the 64, 32, and 16. The World Series. Four to one odds. How about the first week of January? You get the bowl games leading up to wild card weekend. Nine to two odds. Or Super Bowl week, six to one odds. You get Pro Bowl, Media Day, and the Super Bowl. Or you can play the field at 10 to one odds. Um, Harry, curious to hear your thoughts. What are you betting on? You know, I would have went with March Madness, but working in casino sports, sports books in Vegas for, what, 13, 14 years, it's fun when you're betting and, and watching the game. But when you're working, it sucks. Hmm. So I'm going to go, instead of that, I'm going to take the first week of January at 9 to 2 odds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just great because these games are not just regular season worthless football games. All these games matter for one reason or another. Uh, there really is nothing like wild card weekend. Sparring away on games, bowl games every day. Uh, the wild card weekend there on Saturday night. I love how the game starts late on Saturday for the NFL. It's basically an eight-hour party that goes way into the night on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. It's just, it's just one of those weekends that we all look forward to, and uh, it's fantastic. I, I'm, I'm choosing at 9 to 2, first week of January. All right. But, you know, I mean, if you like March Madness, say it. You don't have to work, you know, your employment into it. I like it, it, but working it, it's just, it, it's a little, little, it's a little better. All right. Well, pre- pretend you were blackballed from a casino and weren't allowed to work it anymore. What would be your favorite? <laughs> Harry doesn't like basketball. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, I know, Harry. (laughs) You have to bruise. All right, Brother Brian, what's your choice? Well, it's funny. You definitely have some really good random sports betting weeks throughout the year. Like, there's a great week between, like, late April and early May. Like, when you have Mm -hmm. the uh, the NFL draft, where we can bet on some things, you have the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. There's usually a huge fight on Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, yeah. Uh, that that being said, usually I love that weekend. I'm always like, oh, there's so much to bet. But that being said, I think the World Series week is the probably the best because it's the one time you have all four major sports going on. In addition to college football, there's probably also a huge fight on one of those weekends, either the front end or the back end. But like I, I mean, I love. I mean, I love that that bowl week and the wild card weekend. But I'd almost prefer to watch like a Saturday all day of. 30 college games and a Sunday of 14 NFL games versus like, you know, two playoff games on a right. Sunday. You know, there's usually one game I don't really necessarily want to see. So I, I think that one week is always just crazy. That world series week. I love it. I usually lose a ton of money on it. Um, <laughs> that's great. Thanks for that. Uh, that's a nice story. All right. Parley kid. 
What what do you lose the most? Download the favorite here. Yeah. March Madness, Sal. Listen, we're coming off from that Super Bowl until March Madness. Is there a more depressing time of the year no. up until then? There's certainly not. So now, from that time, there's Selection Sunday, then you're filling out brackets, and then it's four days of games, day, night, for four straight days, and then you get more games and more games. Is there a better time of year than that? And bonus, it leads you into opening day baseball, mm-hmm. hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs. This is easy. March Madness time mm. is the greatest. You know, I had March Madness week jotted down. I was like, it's a, it is the greatest. We print out the brackets. I hand them around the office. I collect them. I just like the whole checking stuff off. And then we're in that pool. We're in that great uh, survivor pool where you pick, what, what do you pick? Two games Thursday, two right. Friday. You try to survive. You get one Saturday, one Sunday. It's just basketball, more and more basketball. It's great. But then I thought, how could I, how could I do this to football? It's been so good to me over the years. I love football. And Brother Bry. You got three TVs recently, um, I think maybe the beginning of October or something, and the, the, you used them yeah, up. And, and they, the they paid for themselves, right? They paid for themselves, I think it's that third week in October. Not quite the World Series, but where the ALCS and the NLCS meets a good college right. Saturday. There's always like a good pe- uh, Big Ten game. There's usually a fight, and obviously there's football. I think that's probably like week eight, week nine. That's the week that's crazy. Like when Brian's saying, like on a Saturday, like I don't even know what to watch. I, I, I have three TVs. I don't have enough. It's just not enough. I don't know what to put it on. On a Saturday, no less. That's not even a Sunday. I love that. Uh, you know, maybe during the week, maybe not as great there, but I think like those three days in there are just, although although you'd have uh, you'd have the ALCS and NLCS all week. So I think that's what I would go with. That third week in October, I'd play the field there at 10 to 1. Jim Cunningham, what's your choice? Well, I hate to, you know, make a pick that Tate would actually pick, but I do <laughs> really like March Madness. Yeah. But unlike Tate, I know what Hanukkah is, so. Oh, I see. That makes things different. Oh, well, maybe in uh, <laughs> maybe in Tate's many travels, he'll learn uh, learn the story of Hanukkah. I doubt it uh, because he's not willing to learn. He really isn't. Exactly. But anyway, all right. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Herbo Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Hey, let's take a break, and then we'll go over our big bowl games. One line that stands out to the degenerate trifecta right after this. Hey, you know what's not smart? Harry. And job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. But you know what is smart? ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for candidates to find you. ZipRecruiter finds them for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. No more sorting through the wrong resume. No more waiting for the right candidates to apply. It's no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the United States. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash O-D-D-S. ZipRecruiter.com slash odds. The smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter. All right, we're back on Against All Odds. It's me. Cousin Sal, Jim Cunningham, heel producer, the Jenner trifecta, Brother Bry, Parley Kid, and Harry. 
And we have the big bowl games. Actually, there's a ton of bowl games listed, but we are going to tackle the big five. The Orange Bowl, what is it? The Cotton Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl, and the Fiesta. Two of those are semifinal games for the NCAA playoff. Uh, other three, or I guess you would say at-large teams. Um, how do we do this weekend? There was some odds-wise, what happened? So Texas blows it, right, Brother Bry? What were they this past weekend? Yeah. So they were, what, uh, what was the spread there? They were getting like eight. Well, they, they, were getting eight. eight. they were getting eight. eight. They should have covered. They should have got a backdoor cover there at the end, but they yeah. did not. That Harry had. That was one of Harry's specials. Texas. Harry, what happened? Oklahoma just laid Tough it on there. covering <laughs> covering uh, fifty six minutes of the game, right, Brian? Yeah. Right, and then Clemson covered over Pitt. I'm just talking championship games here. Um, what else am I missing? Oh, UCF comes back big Ohio time. State. Big time. UCF comes back wins by like sixteen, seventeen. Um, they were down at half. Uh, over Memphis, Ohio State covers a late, late cover right there, right? They were laying 13 and a half or 14. They went by 20. Is that right? Over uh, Northwestern. Yeah. And what's the one yeah, I'm missing? The, Alabama, of course. And then the Georgia, Georgia yeah, Georgia Bama game. Georgia was at plus 14. Brother Bry, you had that. That was, that was easy. Although I guess it was scary because <laughs> down seven had the ball. I guess there's always a chance at a pick six. We talked about that game. Everybody's down on the fourth and 11 call. By uh, by smart, but you know it was. I think it was over before that. They really took the ball out of Fromm's hands when he was hot. They had a couple fourth and fours late in the third, early in the fourth, and then they punted right into the end zone. How many times does that work out? And especially against Alabama, but it's a great story, Parlay kid, with this Jalen Hurts, right? Fantastic, beautiful, Sal. Uh, you know, I felt terrible for him last year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just, you know, as an athlete, as a competitor, I mean, I don't care what level you're at. If that happens to you uh, and somebody else replaces you and they succeed, it's got, he really handled it as well as you could have. So for this to come back around to him, uh, it's a great story for, for kids to learn, like, you know, resiliency and, you know, uh, stick-to-itiveness mm-hmm. that I got to give him credit for. Just uh, nothing but uh High praise for that young man. His, uh, his parents uh, obviously did a great job with him. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So let's look ahead to these five games. December 29th, the Orange Bowl, semifinal, Alabama, 14-point favorite over Oklahoma, the uh, over-under 79. The other semifinal game, Clemson, 11-point favorite. This is the Cotton Bowl in Arlington, uh, over-unders 55. And then the three at large, January 1st, Sugar Bowl, Georgia 11 over Texas, over-under 58. In Pasadena, Rose Bowl, Ohio State, six and a half, 58 and a half uh, over Washington. And then the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, LSU, UCF, LSU is a seven and a half point favorite, 54 and a half is the over under. So, which one of these five games sticks out to you, Brother Bry? Yeah, so I loved, uh, yes, as soon as I saw the lines come out, I loved Ohio State. They were originally at five. Uh, after the news with Urban Meyer yesterday, it shot up. Uh, it's at six and a half now. It'll probably keep going up. It'll probably be thirty by the time you know we come to next week. But uh, I, I just love, I love Ohio State in this game. I mean, I, I've never been a big fan of Washington. I'm pretty down on the Pac-12 in general. Washington's, I think they're one and three in their last bowl games with Chris Peterson. Last year they, I mean, they lost by seven to Penn State, but Penn State was in control pretty much that whole game. Uh, Ohio State, on the other hand, beat up USC last year. I think it's going to be a similar thing. I mean, Urban Meyer going out, he's going to want to go out on a high note. Especially, you know, he'll be retired for a good six months, so he's going to want to go out on a high note. Uh, I think he's eleven and three in his bowl bowl games in his career. I think this is going to be like a 
anywhere from like a 14 to 17 point win. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't like that Pac-12. Yeah, it's not that good. That, that's the one championship game we didn't mention. Washington over. Um, why can't I think now? It wasn't Utah. Washington State? Utah. Utah. Yeah, the Washington State the week before. There was no mm. offensive touchdown scored in that game. Washington probably should have won by three, if anything, if at all, and they won by. Seven? Did they cover? They covered the spread, but I, I can't remember. They went by seven or ten. I guess they won by seven, right? Yeah, because Utah had a chance at the end there. So yeah, that's a weird yeah. game. I, I just feel like they get in big bowl games. They lose, like you said, Brian. They lost to Penn State. They lost to Bama in a big bowl game. Then they go like the, they play Southern Miss and they'll win that one. The whole Urban Meyer thing. It does seem like six and a half is low. Maybe jump on that now because that's uh, what that's twenty eight days away. That could show, right. shoot, shoot up to <laughs> exactly. nine. Or 10 points. All right, Harry, which one jumps out at you? Well, you know, Brian's not big on the Pac-12. I'm not big on the Big 12. Um, I think Alabama... You're talking about you love Texas. I did love Texas, but I don't like Oklahoma's defense, <laughs> put it that way. And I just hope that... Uh, and then overall, the whole defense is awful in the entire conference. All year it has been. Like I said, I mentioned a couple times that Oklahoma you know, had to go to overtime, beat Army at home. They, had, they gave up 40 points to a 3-9 and nine Kansas team. Pathetic at home, so I just you know, I'm, and I know that Kyler Murray now is like uh, the Heisman Trophy leader right now over mm-hmm. Tua. Uh, I hope he steals the Heisman from him. That'll just piss Bam off uh-huh. even more and make them prove just how dominant they really are. The Crimson Tide, Tide finally had their one game where they proved they are human and were tested big time by Georgia. But in this one, I'm not saying Oklahoma won't score, but Bama's D will get stopped. Meanwhile. The high school D of Sooners won't. Alabama's wide receiver Jalen Waddle had a great game the other day against Georgia. He's emerging as the go-to guy in the tied passing game. I don't see Saban calling off the dogs until they hang nine. Yes, nine touchdowns on the Sooners. Mm. Roll Tide. Alabama wins 63-27. <laughs> 63-27. Wow. All right, Jim Cunningham got a chuckle, chuckle out of that. I will say the high school uh, defense uh, known as the Sooners did – did clamp down on te- that game was under for a long, long time. It stayed under, right? But um, I-, I agree. I don't know that the line will move if Kyler Murray wins the Heisman Trophy on Saturday. But uh, fourteen, I would take Alabama. I think Nick Saban would use that as bulletin board material. And um, look, if anything shows yeah. that nothing's going to get in Alabama's way, it's taking a, a, a gimpy Tua out and putting Jalen Hurts in and him orchestrating a, a drive for the win, a couple drives for the win. Um, yeah, minus 14 seems about right. Yeah. All right, Parley Kid, what do you like? Would we all agree on, Sal, that um, they got this right, these four teams? Yeah, Would I like we it. also say that? Like, how do you guys feel about that? I think they did. Uh, you know, I can't believe there's some Georgia sympathizers still out there. I think Georgia, I think that was their playoff game. That was it. Yeah. And they lost. Mm-hmm. I know. I think that Georgia was their still playoff could have been game. In. Still could have been it. You know, Georgia. Beat seven teams with winning records. Oklahoma and Ohio State combined before the last week's game only had six. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I know it's not fair. Is, it's not fair because they didn't get a chance to beat Alabama a second time. But I feel like Oklahoma took care of business. They lost the. They beat the one team they lost to in Texas. They beat them. That's a right. tough division rival. That really is a tough conference rival to right. beat. You can't expect them to win by thirty points. They still. Still actually covered. You do have so. to close it out. If you have a 14-point lead in Georgia, you got to close it out. That's what killed bad. me there. The, Again, miss, the missed field goal, the bad coaching, and then for him to come out there and say, well, Alabama doesn't want to play us. Like, well, it doesn't really matter. You might be one of the top four teams, 
best teams, but it's not going to rank that way. So you should have known. They it, they knew that was their to me. They knew that was their playoff game and had to win mm-hmm. to get it. They they had to go into that game thinking this is a must win game. They had their chance. They blew it, you know. And I had Georgia as the uh, as the champ there at plus five fifty to some. You know, yeah. a little bit bitter about that, but um, so so it is. But Sal, getting back to this, uh, I actually, it's funny, Harry and I did not even talk about this, but we really have the same thing with this Bama at minus 14. Uh, mm-hmm. And I totally wrote the same things down, Harry said. I also think that maybe Furman mentioned it on Lock It In, or somebody mentioned the same thing about Murray now, all of a sudden the favorite for the Heisman. Yeah. Two, what was he... Like minus seven hundred as of last yeah, week. Sure, some places. And now, like he's, it, you know, plus one. It's close. Uh, you guys know one eighty, one fifty, one thirty. Yeah. He's something. He's got a plus next to his name now. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Uh, Murray's the favorite, and like exactly like Harry said, man, if he wins it, it's only going to be more trouble for Oklahoma because they will. They're going to try to put a whooping on on them, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Meaning they're going to put a whooping on Oklahoma, so I totally agree with Harry. I'm not even saying he's going to win the Heisman. I need to, you know, I have him in a in a parlay to That's to win right. the Heisman. So hopefully this doesn't all turn around on me. But I don't think I'm not sure if Oklahoma will ever stop them on a drive. I really am not sure. I totally agree with Harry. I think this game's going to go over on the basis of Alabama is going to approach 60 points. Oklahoma's going to score somewhere close to 30. Uh, but I, I think in the in the end, this game will not be close. I think Bama's going to make a big statement in this one. So them t- getting the 14 and going over 79, Sal, I think that's a yeah. that's a, a pretty good one. All right. If you guys like Bama, the, based on the line, Bama, Bama's over under will probably be like 46, 47. I know yeah. it hasn't come out yet, but it'll yeah. probably be 46, right. 47, if you, which there is a good chance they're going to score on every. Every drive. Well, if you just, just the take them to win, just take them the, over the field. What are they? Minus two fifty, yeah. minus two twenty five. Like right? you're not going to take Clemson the sure. championship game, so might as well. Yeah, right? but it's, uh, isn't isn't Murray a beneficiary of, of playing quarterback on a team that has no defense? Yeah, like, yeah, it does help. You know, it's it's kind of like um, you know Hank Gathers and 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 Bo Kimball leading right. the NCAA in scoring, mm-hmm. but they're also giving up hundred and forty a game. Yeah. I mean, it kind of takes a uh, you know, away from things a little bit, I think. Right. Um, but no, listen, a little bit. I, I think that Tyler figured Martin's into the. I, I, I think that figured watch, into you know? the the committee's decision. They're like, hey, yeah, well, I don't know, Oklahoma, Ohio State. What do we do here? Or maybe, yeah, maybe Georgia. Like, hey, what, let's get the two Heisman, two top Heisman candidates going at it. I think that's uh, certainly. I think, a I think that may, sure. may be factored in there. But, but unfortunately, Sal, as I've always said. Why do they vote on the Heisman now? They should wait till these bowl games are over yeah. to vote on the Heisman. They actually waited longer than they normally do. Uh, typically, the yeah. votes are in like two weeks ago. Or they would have been in, but they said they waited on this last game. And unfortunately for Tua, he got hurt. I don't know. Maybe he still wins it, but unfortunately, he got hurt. That hurt his chances a little bit. And uh, Kyler Murray put together a nice game, especially towards the end there. Uh, I'm going to go January 1st, Glendale, right in Harry's backyard there. Uh, Glendale, it's going to be the Fiesta Bowl, LSU, UCF. This line opened at four. LSU was a four-point favorite. It's gone to seven and a half, and I think that's normalized. I think that's to to a point where it's worth taking UCF. I don't know about some of these teams. They're unmotivated. Auburn was unmotivated in the Peach Bowl last year when they lost to UCF. LSU was nine and three. 
Uh, throw out that stupid Texas A&M game. They really score only 22 points a game. Um, and I know uh, UCF has the backup kid, but that Daryl Mack passed for 348, ran for 59. Yeah. UCF, I think they're 9-3 and three against the spread. LSU only 6-6. Six and six. I think getting, shooting up to 7.5, it's worth taking a shot at UCF, who just likes, you know, they have the, we like to shock the world mentality. They still want to, you know, LSU can't say after this game that they're the number one team in the country. UCF could still make that claim. I don't think that's anywhere close to true, but they like being able to make that claim on January 2nd. So I would take UCF plus seven and a half. All right, guys, now it's time for you guys to do your thing. None of this pretend stuff where we look ahead a month to college games that we're going to oversleep for. But here's the thing, Sharp Tank. Two and one last week, you guys were. I bought Harry's Fowler to fall in the top five. Harry, you're relatively hot. No, you lost the week before, right? Or did you win the week? But no, before? I won uh, with TCU that week. Oh, two too. weeks in a row. Straight okay, seven. TCU, yeah. and that's and, beca- and because of that, Tate took off. Master Tate went to the TCU basketball game. All right, I see how this works now. Harry, what's going to be your best bet? Well, I'm going to go to the NFL uh, this week, uh, and I'm going to go under. 56 in the New Orleans-Tampa Bay game. Look, guys, uh, Tampa games have gone <laughs> under three of the last four games. You know how under has been the play of the last two games for the Saints. With the total being 56, seven of the last eight times these teams have met, the game landed under 56 points. The Saints don't need to put up big numbers in this game. Just grind out a win, especially since they have division rival Carolina two times in the next three weeks and have Pittsburgh sandwiched in between that. The Bucks have won two in a row, and mainly because of all things, which hasn't happened all season, is their defense. So let's shoot the under 56 as my best bet this week, New Orleans and Tampa. All right. Okay, I'll hear them all, and then I'll analyze them afterwards. Uh, Parlay Kid, what do you like? Coming off a loss. Get it back going. (laughs) So hot. A couple losses, right, Dave? So hot. (laughs) Now so cold, but I don't feel cold. If I've lost... I've lost count, actually, of uh, how many I've lost in a row, four or five. But if, let's say it's five. One team. I'm literally like 25 out of 30 on my on my pick. Like, parlays, and I know yeah. they're parlays, so it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm picking a lot of favorites, so it doesn't really mean much. But still, just like one game. And every one of these losses has been within a touchdown. Well, if, if you could tell us so, ahead of time yeah. which game is going to blow it, I mean, that's just as good as, you know, well, a winner. I'm going to Darren, can you I know what? Sal, does that sound like the speech, my speech for the last 30 years since you've known me? Yeah, it's kind of, it, it did sound familiar. <laughs> really right? is. It, it's so, <laughs> really it, is. Listen, it's, this, this was such a frustrating weekend, Sal, between, um, for me, you know, also betting on, on you know, outside of uh, the, this podcast, mm-hmm. besides the Colts, I mean, the Steelers, Terrible. and as, as you had, the Packers, you couldn't have found three more frustrating losses mm-hmm. to, to, be watching those games, yep. Uh, was it was really hard, and and let's not give the Steelers a pass for crying out loud. Um, that was a you blow it. So really what, bad. I don't number? I don't know where those 20, receivers we didn't disappeared mention it, to. But yeah, I mean they're throwing to Darius you know, Hayward Bay. He's double covered. I'm like I don't know. She was too oh my gosh. Antonio Brown. Some of these guys should be open. Ben threw a terrible interception, really, just to get him back in the game. It seems. Hey. And then, and, the, and, and then the and referees killed thing. us with that false start that went on all game. And uh, the block, that was big. Uh, you know, then blocking uh, the back. Allen catches a, a, yeah. a, a pass off a helmet. And yeah. It definitely, things w- didn't go their way. But a lot of people will say Pittsburgh's had more than enough breaks over the years. So 
Yeah. Whatever. But I don't care. I just bet on Sunday night. That's we can what I all mean. hear say we are yeah. degenerates for the simple fact that we can all say now that we had Pittsburgh when they the first time ever they lost once they, when they had a fourteen point lead. Right? They were like two twenty mm-hmm. zero and one once uh, at home up fourteen points. Yeah. Right. And that was only, Paulie I mean, Kid, a couple hours after I had Green Bay, who had never in the in the modern <laughs> era lost at home uh, as a thirteen plus favorite. So uh, it's a go. lot of records I mean, so on Sunday. How do you make that up? Like how how do you make that up? And that's and part of the fun of it. It's tough. It's fun to talk about. Like it really is. Like yeah. you, you just shake your head at this stuff. You know? Can I can I also say Darren has not even gotten to his ten team best bet yet? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, I felt I felt well, like listen, we went through five of them. Speaking oh. of Jalen Hurts, Sal, oh, right? Okay. I'm, that I'm can't be on your parlor. The kids out there, uh-huh. resiliency, right? All right. If at first, if at first you don't succeed, mm-hmm. try, 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 try again. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm going to well, do. There's nowhere to transfer to. Yeah. All right. <laughs> with yes, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> I'm going to bounce back with you know my infamous six team. All right. Parlay. It's uh it's a it's a five to one part Sal. Okay. Um so take it take it how you want. All right. So what do I do here? So there's some easy favorites on here. And I think some teams in desperation mode. I think we saw hey, give the NFL credit. Teams are not laying down. This is not the NBA. Mm-hmm. Teams are not laying down. But I think we saw the end of that this past weekend. I think this coming weekend, I think things are gonna revert to normal. So Sal, maybe the one you're not gonna like but let's start off with the Panthers at the Browns, minus 125. Panthers are in desperation mode. They have a lot more to play for. Newton, look, he's pissed. Uh, I think I think Cleveland now, I think they, you know, with the change in the coaching, I think they were on a little bit of a high. But, look, they're still playing for draft picks and mm-hmm. stuff. They want to, they wanna, you know, um, they'll get a, the highest pick as possible at this time. So, I think – they're not. I think the Panthers have more at stake here. They're going to win this All game. Right. Steelers at Raiders minus six fifty. Enough said. The Raiders are terrible. No matter how bad the Steelers are going to play, they're going to win that okay. game. Uh, Chargers home versus the Bengals minus thirteen hundred. Just throwing them in there to add mm-hmm. the l- smallest of small values. We know how that's going to end up. Uh, Broncos at Forty ers Man, Barkley's getting all the talk as the best running rookie running back. How good is this kid, Lindsey? Yeah. He's fantastic. He's a, I'm not saying he's Barkley, Harry, but this kid has gone under the radar. He is legit, and he was undrafted. Ooh, man, amazing. Yep. All right, so go with the Broncos. They're playing very good ball. They're, they're, they're feeling good about themselves. They've got a good running game going. Pats at Miami, minus 390. I know Brian probably doesn't like this because the Pats have a tendency to slip up here, but when Gronkowski's in the lineup, Sony Michelle's in the lineup. Uh, this team seems to be functioning at a higher level. Let's go with the Pats. Saints at Tampa. Saints are not losing two in a row. Minus 390. Okay. And Cowboys, home versus the Eagles. We already talked about that. Minus 190. Added up. Was that six? Was that uh, seven, seven teams? teams, I think. Seven teams. I, I think I just gave you an extra team in there. Well, so thanks, I don't know man. how that happened. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I don't even know what the, I don't even know what the odds are now because I gave you the odds for five teams. Uh, and well, you want me to just put more? Well, Should yeah, I just yeah, just, more it, no, just add more teams. Yeah, I'll leave it at yeah. that. Okay. Jim, Jim, is that all right? 
Jim, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it yeah, at that. that. Okay. That. <laughs> Jim thinks it's okay. All right. So it's at least, well, which team did you have? The Cowboys? Sleeping? No, no, he's, a, he's there. <laughs> Jim's doing cocaine. I don't know what's going on. No, did I, what did you add? I can figure it out now. Did you add the Cowboys? Which team did you I, add? I, I don't know. Okay, I don't yeah. know what I added. All right. Someone figure really out what, I, what the parlay kid I wrote added. seven games down. I have a, uh, a six team. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, oh, you know seven. what? I think I added the Pats. I think I added the Pats at Miami. I think I'd taken them out originally. Okay. I put them back in. So, All right. Yeah, so you got to add that minus 390. Okay. All right. Well, uh, bro- it, Brother so. Bry, uh, well, unfortunately, there's not enough time left for you, so I'm going to have to just <laughs> between uh, Harry's and the Parlay Kid. No, Brother Bry, let's hear it. Give us another winner. When you give the recap or the summary for the pod, just right, yeah, from 45 minutes to the 60-minute mark with Parlay Kids, that's best. Okay. Uh, so stick to I, it. He's, I, t- I he's teaching. Be better next he's week, teaching promise. stick-to-itiveness. You understand that, right? <laughs> so I debated right. taking the uh, – first I was planning on taking the Army-Navy under 40, and I think the under in the last 11 games I think is 11-0 in the Army-Navy game. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with Navy plus – Seven. Look, this game is usually close regardless of how good one team is. The last four games were decided by one, four, four, and seven. Uh, Army has only beaten Navy once by seven or more since 1990. That's only once. And while, while Army has covered the spread the last four games against Navy, and the, they're the much better team this year, all the pressure is on them. And it, for the first time in a long time, Navy will be playing for pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be a really close game. But last but not least, this is the ultimate try-by game here, right, Harry? Oh, try-by cuspid. Let's hear it. But, yeah, I don't even know. What do we even call this? Because this, they play this this game is for, like, the commander-in-chief, right? Mm-hmm. So if Whoever wins between Air Force, uh, Navy, and Army. But right. Air Force kills Navy this year. Army beats Air Force in a close game. Will, will Navy upset Army oh, this wow. year? Interesting. I don't know, possibly, but the I mean, maybe they won't. But I, I would definitely take the points. Take the seven points here. I think I, last year, it's funny, there was only 15 possessions in the whole game. 15 mm. in the whole game. So I think it's just going to be close regardless. Uh, it's just it's, what a game it is. This is actually, I, I used to not really pay attention to this game when I was a kid, but as I've gotten older, it is one of the best games to watch. There you go. All right. Uh, wow, that was that. You're right. That's the most patriotic version of the tribe by cuspid I, I've ever heard. All right. So, brother Bryce has Navy plus seven. Parley kids got a seven teamer with the Panthers, the Steelers, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Pats, the Saints, and the Cowboys. And Harry says under fifty six in Tampa Bay. Uh, oh man, Harry, I uh, I see where you're going with this. I just hate Tampa Bay. They kill me. They kill me. They're just a shitty team that just just sticks it to everybody. Tries to ruin everyone's playoff chances. They're going to ruin my under six wins bet when they were dead to rights. Jameis Winston, I can't trust him. Is he going to throw four touchdowns? Is he going to throw four interceptions? Is he going to throw both? I know the Saints need to win this one. They they want to avenge the loss from week one. Um, I don't I don't I don't think I could jump on that. I like it, but I don't think I could jump on it because if I do, Tampa, yeah. Tampa will screw me. Parley kid, I like the Panthers. I really do. I think they win, and I think they know they need to win. They're the better team. Uh, Faker Mayfield, this is what happens when he faces a good defense. We saw last week. Um, and this is a huge game for them. And I think to get them at even or minus one, or you're betting at minus 125, that's nice. Steelers, although I'll say, Brother Bride, the Raiders kind of 
kind of uh, play tough against the Steelers, oh. right? At home, typically. When the ra- w- yeah, when the, for Maybe whatever it was back reason, in the day. even the, shitty, yeah. the shittiest Raiders teams of yeah. all time, which this is one of them, mm-hmm. but we've had really bad teams, especially at home, upset upset the Steelers. Right. So right. Uh, I'd be a little Steelers nervous are- about this. If the Steelers at, had one last week or the one the last right. two weeks, I would have said definitely, definitely, yeah. okay. that's, definitely this could happen, but I'm right. not sure. Right, and but I feel the same way about knows? the Saints. Probably win right in there, but division rival there. Uh, Chargers, that's a win. Um, Patriots, they have a tough time. In my, we were running on locking in. We ran stats with, on the Brady era going to Miami. Yeah. Uh, going to be 80 degrees there. It's funny. like they, they do the same thing for the Rams going to the Bears in cold weather. Apparently Brady doesn't do well in hot, in hot weather. I don't know. It's not. It's not the depths of uh, of Africa. He's playing in it's eighty degrees. It's like a September game. They've won in <laughs> September. They'll be fine. Uh, Broncos. I, I love. I had the Philip Lindsay rant too. You know he's going to be should be the first offensive player, undrafted offensive player, uh, dra- um, asked to be in the Pro Bowl. I used to know how to talk. Invited to the Pro Bowl in his rookie year. <laughs> First offensive player, Philip oh, Renzi. Lives with his parents, pretty too. Pretty impressive. Colorado. He should be. Um, right there with uh, Barkley, of course. And then the Cowboys, wow. minus 190. Let me look at this. Brother Brian Navy, plus seven. You know, this is the first time Army's been favored in 17 years? Yeah. 17 yeah, years, no, which I think lends to your idea of Navy, plus seven. Parley kid, I'm sorry. I'm going with Brother Bry. Um, only yeah. because he knocked it out in like under a minute. And I really have to respect that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going uh, plus seven, brother Bry. That's going to be our pick. Harry, I, I wish everybody luck. I really do. Jim, you have any thoughts on this? I agree with you. I like brother Bry's, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I zoned out and then fell asleep also during. Oh, you did both, kids. Yeah, okay. So I, I missed <laughs> I that whole I thing. Oh, right. well, we're those. still rolling, right? <laughs> you, you, yeah, didn't, yeah, yeah. you didn't uh, step on the <laughs> right. Lean on the stop button, did yeah, you? Okay, we're good. All right. Our, hey, let's go to our mailbag. Now, listen, our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame is really shaping up. We're building it in Pahrump, Nevada, and it's impossible to get permits going in there. But we did. We've laid the foundation. We got the framework going. It's nice. We just need members. We have eight or nine members. I need uh, you guys to email me at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. We'll take your uh, stories. We want to hear about hardships, anything. And if it uh, tickles our fancy, We'll let you in. We'll vote on it. We have one right now from Andrew Wyman. Uh, Love the show, guys. Here's the story of the worst gambling day of my life. On the last day of my five-year anniversary trip with my wife to Vegas, I woke up early to get the last few hours of gambling in before afternoon flight. I had come to Vegas with 5000 and was up roughly 3500 over the course of a four-day trip. Wow. But because I'm a true degenerate, I couldn't let my last few hours in Vegas go to waste. I woke up bright and early, jumped out of our room in Bellagio, wandered to the poker room, I got there, and I only to see that Steve Martin is playing with me. I had a great time playing, but I pissed him off by checking, raising him three times in one hand. Uh, so when a larger game opened up, I moved tables. I lost 1000 Then I lost another 2000 At this point, I had blown almost all my profit and decided to kill my last bit of time. The casino went ice cold. 30 minutes later, my wife joined me, fresh from the spa, noticed the look in my eye. I handed her $200 chips and told her, cash these in. I'm not going to give you the money. Don't give me the money no matter what, because we will need it. Need it for what, she said. I said, cab fare to get home. I proceeded to blow the remainder of my cash before I realized the worst part, because of the good run through the weekend, we had eaten some very nice restaurants, racked up many bar tabs, all charged to the room. Needless to say, my wife has never let me live this one down, other than playing poker with Steve Martin. Don't have many great memories of this trip. Thanks for consideration, gentlemen. And Harry. Ooh, he zinged you, Harry. 
That's not yeah, a good way to get. I a, like that. That's All not right. a good way to get a vote from Harry. I don't think. But Harry, start off with this: Is Andrew Wyman is he in our degenerate Andrew, Hall of Fame? Pretty good, but I I gotta say no. Uh, that's that's one trip, and you were up thirty five hundred. It's not like you got totally crushed mm-hmm. at the end. I, I mean, I guess you did get totally crushed, but you were up thirty five hundred. So, right. uh, and I've done that sort of story my entire life. So uh, <laughs> right. I'm not even in there yet. So uh, no, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna have to say. Uh, close but i'm gonna say no harry you're not in you're you're greeting everyone at the door what do you mean you're not in you're you're in this gambler degenerate gambler's hall of fame we're giving you the keys he got revoked i thought i thought we i thought he was oh, uh all right yeah yeah well that, that was from voting right. on this yeah uh, we'll have to figure yeah, it out right. all right parlay kid what do you think yes or no oh uh i love the harry zing at the end that definitely <laughs> is bonus points um but i think our standards have gone up a little bit more than this Mm-hmm. I love the story. It's a great story, and um, I just think it's a little short of uh, okay. of Hall of Fame worthy. All right, brother Bry, what do you say? Yeah, I like uh, I like the Steve Martin part. Um, mm-hmm. I'd almost allow him in for convincing his wife to go to Vegas for their for their anniversary potentially, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I think this is something that happens to all of us, all degenerates. This is kind of a very similar story to what we all experienced uh, one or a hundred times in Vegas. Mm-hmm. All right. So you say no. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. Okay. I should have answered. All right. What if, question. what if uh, no, instead of Steve Martin, it was the, uh, the lead from bodyguard. Would that have swayed you? <laughs> <laughs> I know you like that. Yeah. No. Uh, still no. I'm uh, I'm five shows in. I, li- I like it a lot, by the way. Uh, let me, uh, yeah, I'm going to make it a clean sweep here. I'm sorry there, Andrew. I'm going to say no. Listen, one more twist to this story. You could have lied and probably gotten in. Like your wife, you gave her the $200. She saved it enough for a cab. Uh, and then uh, she ended up marrying the cab driver at a, a chapel on uh, <laughs> Tropicana and Las Vegas Boulevard. Do those run parallel, Harry? I don't even know. Do those intersect? Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, good. All right, right there. So uh, I was going to say, if he was going to make something up, he should have won an uh, indecent proposal. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's got the arrow through his head. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Andrew, but point. thank you. I appreciate the uh, entry. Appreciate the email. Here's another uh, couple. I'll read. Uh, these are not. These are not. They're not vying for the entry into the Hall of Fame. But it's nice to say hi. What are the odds that the AAO crew with Bill come down under for some ringer shows? You could take time with the Aussie Open, Dennis in January, the Melbourne Cup, horse racing carnival over a week in November, or bring the NBA guys with you. When Team USA comes to Australia for some games in August before the World Champs, you'd be surprised with the size of your listenership here in Australia, both AAO and the other ring pods. Make it happen. Cheers, Dave. All right, Dave. Well, thank. Well, what are the odds? I would say the odds are probably like 50,000 to one. <laughs> Cunningham, right? What is, it? is the ringer paying that bill? Yeah, that's a little low, I think. Oh, it's low? Yeah, okay. Low. <laughs> Who knows? But it's expensive. Um, I probably couldn't take the flight, but... Uh, Look, emails like this bring it down. So keep it down, keep it up. Bring the bring the odds down, mm. and uh, maybe we'd, I'd love to do it. Harry, would you go to Australia? I hey, who's funding Kate's uh, trips all over the place? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You know? It seems a little more important than uh, SMU, uh, uh, UTSA, or whoever they're playing. Right, know. love it. Yeah, all right, yeah. Well, we're gonna try to make it down there. I don't know how we do it. We but. love Australia. We love our our listeners in Australia. I love to learn the game of netball. By Net the way, it's a, all right. It's a big game. Yeah, in Australia, I have no idea. I just know it's popular. I still don't even know what it is. Someone, someone send the rules. Netball. Someone send the rules to Netball to us. Uh, Cousin Sal yeah. against the odds at Gmail. 
Com. Right, here's one from George Hoffnagel. Hey, Cousin Sal, I want to tell you in the Jenner trifecta, I've been listening to you guys for about a year now. Really enjoy the show. Great hearing the banter and ball busting of Harry. Been living in Delaware for 16 years now after growing up in Copag, Long Island. Love hearing the Long Island High School sports updates at the end of each show. Ever since Newsday started charging for the website, I stopped following. I'd rather <laughs> use those funds to wagering. Keep up the great work, boys. Also love Lock It In. Happy holidays, boys. George Hoffnagel. Well, thanks, George. All right, there you go, Parley Kid. Kopeg, right? Kopeg. So, who? What? What uh, did he give a year that he was? Uh, did he? Did he go to Kopeg High School? He did, didn't, he, did he say that? He didn't say. Uh, um, didn't say. So, best wrestler to ever come out of Kopeg. Go well, ahead, give I, it to me. I only remember Ophi Reed. Two guys. Was Ophi Reed your your year? Was he eighty eight? Ophi Reed and who else? Would you say? I don't know. Oh, uh, there was a light. There was a light. There was a light guy. He was like one twenty six or something. 138? Um, what was Liston, Brown? Liston Brown, I think his name was. Yeah. How much? And what did he also, Dean uh, Morrison was a uh, oh, NCAA right. runner-up, came out of Copeg. They've was had it? some really good wrestlers come out of Copeg. Dean Morrison, I think, was my my year. He was like 167. Yeah, yeah. He would do a standing cradle. And I remember you and John, yep. getting your brother John, getting a fight about him because he underachieved in the, in the States. And John's like, <laughs> what's wrong with this kid? And you're like, what do you, what do you expect, John? I don't even know what the fight was, but I do, I do remember you guys going at it. Brother Brian, you were probably right there. All right. So uh, thanks for the uh, note, George, Ophie Reed, Dean Morrison, all uh, Liston Brown to all you. Hey, Liston Brown, yeah. Shoot us an email, why don't you? Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. All right. Uh, it's time to say goodbye now. Brother Bry, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm at the brother Bry. Um, got some. Also, we got some great fights this weekend. UFC uh, Holloway Ortega, Shevchenko, mm. Jacek. Uh, great fights. You also have Lomachenko uh, this weekend. Oh so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to watching on my TV. What is Lomachenko? What what's what are the odds on that? It's high, you, right? Minus thirty five hundred. Yeah, it's way too high. Way too high. <laughs> what is it by? I know you and I like to add that to any other bet but it's like that that's, yeah. i mean and you, then by knockout you get minus 1500 by knockout you get uh, yeah but we'll, we'll look at that we'll see it's what not that up is. yet but we'll, uh, i'll find those All right. odds. and holloway ortega you want to give a pick or you want to wait on that uh, i like holloway and i like max in that fight um Orte right. i mean ortega can finish you at any point in time but uh max is just a gamer he's such a good fighter um so I, I like go. him on that one. All right. And you're at the brother Bry. And Harry, where are you at in life? I'm at uh, AAO Harry um, last night. I think I texted you guys late, but it was even later as I my dog was sick. Comet was sick. Six thousand. So I was at like two thirty in the morning and I'm actually studying for the December sixteenth Miss Universe pageant from Bangkok. Yes, I, I heard about the odds on sportsbook.com. You can have odds. And I was looking at a bunch of uh bunch of these women here, and I was studying, because I'm going to take a couple shots at some of these. I like to call them Harry's harem. Okay. And, I, and you know, best, best lips went to Paraguay at 40 to 1. Best hair, Australia at 12 to 1. Best eyes of all places, Miss Cambodia at 20 to 1. But but my best three overall plays. Hold on. Are those, are those made up? 20, those are those are made up? Uh, you made those. Those are like you're making no, a they're, No, they're real. Sportsbook.com has them. I was studying at 2.30 in the morning and checking out the girls' profile. Oh. All right. Well, they have missed they have missed they have missed universe odds, but not no, like not what lips, not, right? not what you just said. No, but that's my that's my that, that's right, what yeah. I'm considering. I think that's for, okay, uh, that's what I'm asking. Okay, yeah. that's your joke. Okay, go ahead, keep going. So I got Denmark three women overall. Denmark <laughs> at forty to one. Yeah. Uruguay, of course. Uruguay, Uruguay, sixty to one. It's gorgeous. 
also Albania, my main one, Miss Albania to win the Miss Universe pageant at 25 to 1. Look, does hippity dippity count if you do it to yourself? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. I really hope everyone yeah, tuned really out by now. Uh, we've reached a new low on the program here, yeah. I think. Uh, after, after your 12-minute, uh, six-minute, uh, <laughs> Harry, how did they come up with <laughs> Harry, how did they come up with odds for Miss Universe anyway? Like, there's one that's 4 to 1, one that's 100 to 1. Shouldn't they all be pretty much even going into know, that? Wasn't it, like, fixed last year when Steve Harvey gave out the lose? He, he announced the winner, and it was the ago. winner. It was, some, it was someone else. Well, I don't know uh, if that's fixed. That's I think, I think Vegas just, to Bangkok. Yeah, that's probably why it's out of there. You should go there. You should go there. You should go to Australia first, and then on the way back, uh, stop at Bangkok and give us a, an update on this. Look, I'm curious, though. Miss Uruguay, how do you spell Uruguay? Do you spell it Y-O-U apostrophe R-E or Y-O-U-R-G-U-A-Y? All right. Forget it. Forget it. Parlay Kid, what's going on? No, so I'm at the Chalk Talker, and uh, big win for the Jonglin basketball team today. We beat these five slip. Nice. Which is uh, a pretty impressive win, considering uh, I don't feel like uh, we're in midseason form yet. A lot of these kids are coming off a of football season, so uh-huh. uh, Kyle's playing pretty well. He's probably averaging 12, 13 points a game with the probably, what would you say, Bryce, seven, eight assists a game or something like that. That's yeah, awesome. That's that type of stat line. That's kind of his game. And um, What's he shooting yeah, from the bit, field, though, Darren? What's that? What's he shooting from the field? Percentage? Uh, not, his shooting percentage, I would say, is down lower than normal. I don't really know the specific numbers, but it's a little lower now. He's just a little rusty, a little rusty, you know, so. Um, now, Parley Kid, I yeah, was told. By the way, yeah, someone told me you missed a game last week, pretty much. Well, yeah, like I, I missed uh, it. To, I missed it today. You had a no. You watched from the hall. You got so disgusted. You watched from the hall or something. Oh yeah, Darren, yeah. I let uh, <laughs> um, know that he, he, Darren had to leave the stands for a few minutes. He got mad. So oh yeah, yeah. You, know, oh. you know. I uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, it's 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 intense. Uh, you know, my blood pressure going up. I just take a little walk. I come back. I'm fine. <laughs> I come back and I'm totally, totally fine. And yeah. that's it. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, listen. No, that's good. We uh, should be able, if we can bet on Miss uh, Uruguay's. Pageant, uh, page. It'll cool you off. Yeah, I mean, if we can bet on that stuff, we should be able to bet on the parlay kid leaving his seat for You the guys game. know, look, you, so you remember, if I was even playing softball, if I made it out, I, I was pissed. That right? was it, so right. like, this yeah. is something, that's why my career average was like 900. I got you. <laughs> I didn't accept it. I never accepted making it out. It's the same. I All right. I keep the same standards. Right, Harry? Your brother oh. John said it's not that high. All right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Jim Cunningham, heel producer. What a great job you did today. Where yep. could people uh, reach out to you and thank you for your performance? Uh, on Twitter, it's Jim Cunningham, but the eyes are ones, so mm-hmm. like J1M. All right. And yeah, it'll change your life forever. There you go. Right. <laughs> and that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Hey, lock it in Monday through Friday, 4.30 to 5.30 on Fox Sports 1. I play against uh, Clay Travis and Todd Furman. I try to beat them. Oh, I had won four championships in, in nine weeks, and now I've just Shit, the bed. I don't know what's going on. That Steelers game killed me. That A&M, uh, freaking Texas A&M LSU game killed me two weeks ago. Otherwise, I would have won both. But I'm plugging away. That's 4.30, 5.30 Eastern on Fox Sports 1. Watch Jimmy come alive. 11.35 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that. 
for the degenerate trifecta and heel producer, Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. All right, let's talk about Hotel Tonight. By showing you top-rated hotels with unsold rooms, Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book your stay at an amazing rate. And even though their name's Hotel Tonight, you can book in advance. Perfect for spontaneous weekend getaways, three-day weekends, staycations, road trips, business trips, booking a place with a pool, and more. So to start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels, go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now.